Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familias Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Christine Pack, who will be talking with us about her YouTube, Family Fun Pack. Christine, welcome to the podcast. It's so lovely to have you on today. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. So before we launch into my litany of questions, can you tell listeners and me a little bit about what makes you, you? Well, I would say me as a mom, that's like my my entire life is like my kids being a mom. That's what I love doing. And personal interests are things along the lines of photography, basketball, working out, traveling, nature, that kind of stuff. That's the short answer. <laughs> nice answer. So you're not a mom of one or two or three or even four kids. You are a mom of? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. That is a lot. So how do you manage seven kids in today's world? Well, lots of different ways. First of all, we keep a pretty strict schedule. But I mean, when I say strict, it's not really that strict. I just, as long as I get done what I need to get done on a daily basis with everybody, then it can be a free-for-all and that's fine. Like I want the chores done every day, you know, whether that's helping me pick up shoes from the floor, because there's lots of shoes on the floor all the time, or whatever it might be, like, help me vacuum, help me mop. Like we just came back from a month long of a road trip. So I asked everyone to help me clean off the wheels of the suitcases because we like it clean. So we clean our suitcase wheels because they're they're so gross. Like if you ever clean yours, you'll be disgusted. So (laughs) we keep a pretty tight schedule with just getting things done and keeping everybody helping everybody in with us and we limit devices most of the kids do have a device but we don't do games really and it's not because i forbid them but the kids are more interested in sports and other things than gaming so sometimes people like oh my gosh you don't play roblox and minecraft and i forget the other popular one but we're like no we don't they've never played them but you know so that's kind of like how we run we focus on music and sports and things like that okay Now, two things. First off, you are so brave. A month-long road trip. That's not our first one. My head is reeling. Month-long with a family of nine, and it's not your shortest. I would run away after a week, probably, but okay. (laughs) So what was your longest? We did about 90 days or so in the car on a road trip. In the car on a road trip. Yeah. Um, Road trip. Hello there in the background, little one. (laughs) I love seeing family members coming in and out of podcasts. It makes it so real. So how do you stay sane? Um, Going to the gym has been quite beneficial. It's something I used to do before I really had my twins. We used to go to the gym all the time, play basketball. And then I gained like a hundred pounds with my twins. And I only lost like, 50 of it at best or something. But then like with every baby, I kept gaining weight. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. So it was hard, first of all, to set aside the time for myself away from the kids and away from working, honestly, because our YouTube channel is a 
more than a full-time job for everyone in our family. It's a very big job. So I decided to put myself first in 2020. I was like, I have to give myself this. I'm done. I don't care. It might seem selfish, but I got a personal trainer. Well, I, first of all, I just joined a little class and then I was like, okay, I need to do more. So that's when I had the trainer from the class. He started training me. We've been training now since 2020. Even though I do travel a lot when I'm home, I train, but I've lost almost 70 pounds and I'm so much happier. So I feel like my me time that I get for like, you know, an hour and a half a day when I go see my trainer, it just helps me. Like my mental health is so much better because of that. So I look forward to it. Like it's like the only time I leave the house sometimes is just going to see him. So kudos to you. And thank you for bringing that point up because I really want to focus on it for a minute that you at first thought it might sound selfish that you're engaging in self-care. Yet you're a perfect example of non-selfish self-care where you getting a personal trainer and you getting out there, staying fit, losing weight so that you felt good. It doesn't really matter what weight you are as long as you're feeling good in your skin and you're healthy. And then that has improved your mental health, which comes full circle that you're likely a better mom, a better wife, a better human because you have improved mental health. And again, a perfect example of self-care that's not selfish, that is actually really improves the entire family system as well as you make sure you're going to be around longer as a mom. Yeah. Um, because you're in so thank you for giving me that opportunity to focus <laughs> on such a perfect example of non-selfish self-care yeah. and it's that- crazy like the, honestly the benefits of like working out I didn't even realize it at first but I was having such bad anxiety like I just have to have the house clean for example I just I want it clean all the time and I feel like if it's not clean I'm kind of stressed out and so my anxiety was just like through the roof especially with COVID and like being locked down and all that stuff it was just even worse for me And I was like, I like actually can't function. I like would walk around like I want to do something, but I can't do anything because I just couldn't even function. And so just over time, I started to realize, well, this is weird. I used to think I needed a psychologist and now I don't feel like that anymore. And it was it's all due to going to the gym. Like working out has had so many benefits. Like I used to get migraines. I haven't had a migraine. Like literally it's been years since I've had one. And I think it's all, I know it's attributed to the, to the gym. I know it is. I mean, just it is. You're a hundred percent right. Christine, the research shows it's like it's its own podcast that it wants me to go over here with it. But you're right. The research shows that when we have exercise and we have high self-care like exercise, that the mood boosting benefits are incredible. So an irregular exercise practice, especially for a mom with seven kids, it's going to give you so many mood boosting benefits and benefits for your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. So kudos to you. And thank you for the opportunity to highlight that. So tell us a little bit about your YouTube family fun pack. Well, we started in 2011 with a video I actually put up for my mother-in-law to see of our twins going to bed. And I I signed into this YouTube website because it was the only way that I could send a video at that time. It was too big. It was only a minute long, but it was too big for email. So I put it up. I assumed how YouTube worked was it was like it would disappear. And I did not write down the password. I came up with the name Family Fun Pack. I was like, that's a clever name. I kind of like that. And I uploaded the video. 
So I asked her like a little while later, did you ever see that video? And she says, yeah, it was really cute. And I was like, I wonder what happened to that. So I go to look it up and this video has like a million views. And I was upset. I was so mad because I'd said one of my kids' names in the video. I'm freaking out. Like the whole world knows his name. And I wanted to take the video down, but I couldn't remember the password. So I get convinced over time to leave it up. And we leave the video up. Over time, we leave it up. And I upload like a couple little things. Well, then a little while later, our hard drive crashes. And we were paying this company to back up the hard drive, but they weren't really doing it properly. So we lost all of our wedding stuff. We lost all of like Alyssa's baby stuff. Like pretty much everything was gone. There's like sporadic, like random things. We had two little clips of video from our wedding, just two little ones. And they're gone. Like everything's gone. So I stupidly pay this company a second time to back up my computer. And believe it or not, the computer crashes again. And because computers, they just weren't as good back then. And we were really poor. We couldn't really afford a good computer. I think it was a combination of all those things. So we lose everything again. And this time the twins are probably a little older. And I'm devastated. I mean, like for me, like I love scrapbooking and photo books and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, for losing my memories, like, I mean, someone, if they took my purse, I'd be like, just leave me my pictures. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I care about. So I decided to use YouTube as a backup. And I start putting some videos on YouTube because I was like, well, they don't delete your stuff. I mean, this video that was up there, I couldn't even get it down. So I'm like, I'm going to try this. So I take a bunch of videos. I just upload them. I don't know how to edit nothing. And I, I just leave them up there. Well, people are watching these videos and I'm like, okay, you guys like this? Like, this is literally boring. <laughs> it's like eight <laughs> minutes of my kid sitting in a room playing with a toy. Like it's mom stuff. It's not for people, like not entertaining. But at the time when we're doing this, 2013, 14, 15, no one is really doing that. No one's putting their stuff like that on the internet. So we were one of the pioneers of like, just like vlogging. Although our channel became more popular and I taught myself how to edit. And people were asking me, you guys should upload vlogs. You should upload vlogs. And I was like, what is a vlog? I don't even, I've never heard this word before. What is this? I'll never forget it because I'm probably the only one that didn't know because when I started our YouTube channel, I didn't have a Facebook. I had no social media, nothing at all. I was just a mom. I only had email and I had barely started texting. So I Google, what is a vlog? And it says it's a video blog. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, that makes sense. Okay. So I tried to vlog, but I was embarrassed to show my face. So my face doesn't really show up on the internet for a few years, even after we start vlogging. I only vlog from behind the camera. I only showed the kids. So I just showed my life as a mom following my kids around. But some of these videos that I uploaded, one of them is one of the most watched, if not the most watched vlog on the entire YouTube platform. It has over 300 million views. Oh my goodness. What does it contain that's so compelling? I don't know, actually. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's not my best editing. I didn't even know how to add music to my videos. Like that's how basic my editing skills were at the time. It's just literally me. I wake up, I pour the cereal, I show, show the kids what they're doing. I pick up the kids from school, just random life. I don't know. I think it was a combination of like, our family dynamic combined with the time of upload the year that it was interesting to people. They hadn't seen it very much. And everybody wasn't to the point where they are now where everyone's jumping on the bandwagon because they see dollar signs. That wasn't us. In fact, we didn't even have ads on most of our videos because I personally thought 
on a personal level that it was rude to put ads on your videos. I'm like, that's so messed up. Like, why would anyone do that? So we didn't really have ads on most of our videos. And I, a lot of people were like, why are you not having ads? And I was like, because it's rude. <laughs> you know, and obviously now we do have ads on the videos because it is how we make our living. But it's just the times have changed. It's just crazy. So it's just gone from us uploading random stuff that's not edited to being a little bit edited to let's do challenges. Let's actually do it to maybe a year of like almost daily uploads. And now it's more like I try to upload every other day, but if I don't have a video, I don't have a video. And oh, I find my life boring. I know that sounds silly, but I'm like, I literally just do the same stuff. This can't be that interesting. So I feel like I don't know what to film. So I don't film sometimes. I film when we're traveling. Because that to me is more interesting than my daily mundane life. But clearly people are interested in the lovely ordinariness of your life. And so you have 100 million subscribers. No, we have 10 million. Oh, sorry. 10 million subscribers. Sorry. Huge amount of subscribers. 10 million subscribers. And you focus on finding fun wherever you are. Yeah. How how do you find fun wherever you are, even in the mundane moments of life? Well, I think one of my important factors is loving your kids all the time. Like, I feel like you can get mad at people and also being a good example, because I, I feel like different people might be like, well, let's see the kids fighting. Don't they ever fight? We get that comment a lot. Don't your kids ever fight? Well, of course they do. Of course they're mad at each other. But when you're standing as a light, and an example to families like literally worldwide, you can't show that kind of stuff because what are their kids going to do? Well, we saw family fun pack saying, I hate my brother. I'm going to say it too, right? So even though people know that there are those dynamics in the family where people disagree and they don't get along or they cry or whatever, that doesn't mean that's what you need to show. And it's not that I'm trying to paint the picture of a perfect family, but what I'm trying to paint the picture of is what would I want my kids to see and what would I want my kids to emulate? And also, do you really want to highlight a moment of your child fighting or talking mean about a sibling and have that on the internet as like, that's who I am? That's not something that I think needs to be like highlighted and focused on, but rather, why aren't we focusing on the good things of life? Let's focus on us getting along. Let's focus on us cleaning the house together. All the things that we should be doing, brushing our teeth, going to bed properly, living and loving and like just enjoying family life. So I feel like that's, the important values that I like to share, even though there's hard times, you can share the hard times. We've talked about like the death of grandparents and those kind of struggles that happened, the death of our dog. It was really unexpected. So things that have happened that have been struggles along the way. And also even like travel problems. Like we were in the middle of Arizona. It was over a hundred degrees and our car broke down and we were so stranded that we couldn't get cell phone service. So we ended up like finally a police man like came and helped us, even though I'm standing there with like a newborn baby, like we're clearly not weirdos. We had blankets on us because we're trying to protect ourselves from the heat, like just from the sun. So we're just using like blankets to protect us. So the police man literally put us in his car, no car seats for the kids. I'm carrying the baby on my lap. And he's like, we just need to get you out of this heat. So he took me in the police car. Yeah. And he carried us in the car like 30 or 45 minutes to the next town, which was basically a gas station. And then he got water, brought it back for like my husband and a couple more kids and then brought them back. But I mean, so we highlight these things. We'll we'll show these crazy things that happen when we're traveling and 
things like that. But we just don't highlight those real negatives. You know what I'm saying? The things where it's a behavior that you wouldn't want your child to also emulate. Absolutely. And there's a piece that you had sent to me when we were getting to know each other a little bit for the podcast. And I love this quote. You wrote, a negative mind never produced a positive life. So it really seems that that's what you live by. You're not saying that there isn't, that there aren't challenges, but that you really try to meet things with a positive attitude, a can-do attitude. Is that one of your biggest secrets? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's so very wonderful. I have a question for you. What are your best tips for parents for keeping their kids engaged and happy? I know you said, which is a big one, that even though they have devices, they don't they don't live on their devices, that they really want to be engaged in sports and music. What are your other tips? Well, for me, I think part of it of keeping my kids just keeping your kids nice. Like I think it's really hard to keep nice kids these days. There's so many kids that are in my opinion, way too worldly. And I think that like preserving the innocence of childhood is just a really big thing that needs to be done because some of these kids know way too much, way too young. And there's, you know, like, yeah, that can be beneficial maybe in some ways, but I think there's a lot more negative that can come from that. When we have little child, small children that just, let's just let them be little. And so I focus on that with my kids. Like, let's let them just be kids. When you're five, six, seven, eight, just be a kid, have fun, focus on your own childlike stuff. We don't need to know the adult concepts and the adult topics yet. So for for me personally and my family, I really focus on that. And I think that there's always a time and place to learn things, but childhood is such a short span of time. Why not just enjoy it? Yes, we work hard. We still work hard, We but we also just can keep our kids innocent. So there's that. I like to um, pause and highlight that if you don't mind. I really think that's a beautiful way of looking at it and letting the little ones be little, not forcing them to grow up too quickly, exposing them to negative elements of social media and all of that. And the joys, like you said, it's a very limited window. Childhood goes very quickly. Why not protect it and let them grow up with a little bit of innocence? Are there any books that before we go on to another piece, are there any particular books or familiar titles in particular that you oh, feel support that wonderful blossoming time of childhood, letting them be little? There's a book that I got and I haven't even finished. I don't even know if it came yet. It's from Familiar. But the funny thing is the only books I've read in the last, I'm going to say 15 years, are children's books. <laughs> I have not read a personal book for myself in so long, I can't remember it, to be honest. Maybe like a portion. I think I tried to read Harry Potter because I like really wanted to read it. And I think I read it in my mother-in-law's house. And I was like, I can't do it because I'm so busy. Like I literally don't read books. It's sad. I used to love reading before I had kids. But now I'm like, oh my gosh. So I can't tell you any titles. <laughs> well, children's books are amazing. And I think that if that's your reading material at this time in life, there I learn a lot from children's books. And there's a lot of great ones that yeah. we've gotten from Familias that this talk about like being kind and being friendly and being loving and loving nature. And there's a lot that we've gotten. And there's some really interesting ones also that we've seen. Like there's some meditation and yoga books that they have for kids that I thought were kind of cool and just interesting, like mental health 
books, I think is what they kind of are, but they're really young. And I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool because some kids don't have parents that are super present. And when parents are like working all day, maybe those kids can pick up those books and they can get some help if they, if they need it. Absolutely. And so for you, you said the last 15 years, you've just been reading children's books and not to say just because I think children's books are amazing. But what do you think, what role does reading play in your family? Well, we homeschool most of our kids. So reading is educational, obviously, and they can get learning from that. I mean, I know how beneficial reading is for young kids. Because my sister used to live with us and she read to my son, Michael, every single day, tons of books. And he just loved learning and reading. He was really smart when it came to books. He had the Star Wars book and it was an encyclopedia of every character that has ever existed. So it was very thick. He could go through that book at age three and name every single character. And I'm not joking. He could do every single page in that book. And I was like, honestly shocked. Oh my God. Because I'm like, you can't even read. How are you doing this? But he really loved to read. So when he was in kindergarten, his teacher kept pushing him. And he was reading on a fourth grade level, leaving kindergarten, which was wonderful. And then my sister, we had her move out because we knew we were going to have Chloe. Now, Owen did not get read to as much as Michael did. And it's obvious though, as a mom, it's obvious that he has not been read to as much as his older brother. So I can tell what a difference it does make in little kids' lives when parents read. I know they always tell you to read and they give you a book at the doctor when you go, but it is true. It can really help them educationally. Absolutely. And then the, what do you think about the emotional time of mom or dad reading to to a child? Does that seem to really help you bond with your kids or your husband with your kids? Yeah. Matt does a lot of reading with Owen and Owen loves it. Like, He loves that. Like every night, it's like a highlight for him to go to his bed and get to read a book. And we usually try to do educational books, like learning like letters and things like that with him. But he loves doing it. He'll practically run to his bed laughing when like a second ago, he didn't want to go to bed. (laughs) When he remembers there's reading time, he's he's all about it. Yeah, books do have that power to really draw us into that idea. Wait, this is my special time or our special time. And I get that closeness emotionally but of course the mental stimulation but the emotional closeness mm-hmm. that parents can cultivate with children's phenomenal wow so i have another question for you when you look back to the best tips for keeping kids engaged and happy what are one or two more tips that you would offer busy parents well i kind of already said limit device time right i do have a question then let's dive into that just a little bit how what are your limits just Not that parents Um, need to follow them, but what are yours? Well, okay. My rules are, I don't want them to take their phones in their beds or their bedrooms or the bathroom. I'll catch them in their bed laying there with a phone. Like that, that happens. But I remind them, like I said, no phones in the bed. I like them to be on phones, like on the couch or in the family spaces. So that's one thing we try to do. I also don't have my boys on TikTok. David's 15 and the twins are 13. And then... Michael has no social media at all because he's 10. But the twins, David and Alyssa, who are 13 and up to 16, they run their own Instagram accounts. And Alyssa has TikTok. But I feel with Alyssa, she's very trustworthy. I never see her ever 
posting or doing anything that I find inappropriate or too much for her age. So I'm fine with her on that. But the boys, I feel like when I look at their Instagram account, I will look at what's suggested to them on the search bar. And I don't like some of the things that are pushed to them. It's it's like borderline pornography stuff. And it really actually bothers me. It's very difficult to monitor that. So I go through every month and I, I snooze the suggested feed on their phones just to keep them from being pushed to that. Because like you click on one of those, you're going to click on another and who knows where you're going to end up. So, so I try to be mindful. You're really mindful and observant of, and I'm also picking up that it's not a one size fits all policy, that you're really noticing each child as an individual and monitoring based upon what their track record is. Yeah. And it's tricky because, because of our online presence, I don't know what it is about the boys in my family, but there's a lot of online predators and they're very interested in my boys, unfortunately. So we also don't do DMs. I don't allow any DMs. And I have I have access to their accounts on my phone as well as I've got it on their phone. So I can easily check on my phone. And they never do. They all follow the rules. If they were not to follow the rules, I'd probably take away their phones just because I just can't risk that. They're too young to have some predator. Because one of my twins did have someone who paid on the Cameo app because we make Cameo videos for fans. They're personalized videos that fans can pay you to make for them. And they can also pay to direct message you on there. And this guy basically asked the twins, he told one of my twins, if he would basically pose nude and send him videos, he would pay him more money. And if he would also do it, including his twin brother, it'd be even more money. And thankfully, oh he came goodness. right to me. I know. And showed me that. And it was very detailed what this man was asking. It was disgusting. And my twin showed me that. And I obviously reported him. But it's like, especially because of their presence, we have to be really careful with who they're interacting with. And I know other kids can get involved in that too very easily where adults pose as children. So something else we, I also tell them is they do play some games. They're allowed to play certain games, but we're not allowed to play any games where you can talk to real people and like message them. So any games that involve where someone can talk to you privately, that's not okay. Oh my goodness. You, have, you are so aware and mindful. And I hope our, our listeners can really appreciate what you're saying because it's my eyes are getting huge as I'm listening to you thinking, thank goodness that you are such an engaged full-time mom so that you can really monitor all of this because all children, yours are especially vulnerable because of your online presence, but all children, then it really makes sense that all children can be preyed upon, doesn't it? Yes, they all definitely can. And sometimes kids are embarrassed or they'll hide it. They think their parents will be mad at them. Oh, and that brings up a good point, actually. I always tell my kids this to this day. I'm like, if you do something wrong, I try to tell them, I really don't care. I just want you to be honest with me. I'm not going to stop liking you if you've done something wrong. I don't care what it is, but you have to tell me. Like, I have to know because I need to, I, we got to be on the same page. doesn't matter what it is. You tell me if you've done something wrong, it's fine. Like one of my twins, I let them buy these on our trip we were on these firecrackers, but it's like the little ones you throw on the ground, the little poppers, but it's a little bigger than that. So it makes a little bigger, like boom. Right. And I think he threw it like in a workout room, like in the hotel or something. And no one was there. He wanted to hear the explosion be really like echoey. Right. I told him, I was like, did you do that? Like, was that you doing that? And he told me, and I was like, that's fine. I'm not mad at you, but don't do it again. So it's important to let them know that you're not going to like completely blow a gasket 
when they have done something wrong, because then they won't want to talk to you again. And you can still let them know you're really disappointed in them in a nice way so that they still feel like they can trust you because it's really important that they feel like they can trust you back or kids are going to hide things from their parents. Thank you for that nugget because it's such an important one that you can really be disappointed in a child's actions, but you will still love them. And it really creates that cycle of, okay, I I made a mistake, but mom won't hate me or demean me or criticize me. She'll still love me. Just ask me to shift my behavior in the future. Yeah, Yeah. such a great tip and one that's important to highlight because we sometimes when we get really busy and stressed, we forget those basics of positive parenting. So, okay, just one last question for you. You know, the familia's values, they are all about loving together, creating together, eating together, working together, all of these wonderful values. What is one of the key values in your family that helps you create a happy, not always trouble-free, but really happy, upbeat, connected family? What is one of your biggest tips? Well, you said uh, working and creating together. And I feel like that's like literally what we do because our job is a family job. So we spend a lot of time together. And honestly, like when you are spending 100% of your time together, it can cause people to get on their nerves a little bit more often because you don't get that break. When you're, you know, when your kids are at school or whatever, spread away from each other, they do get time away from each other. So we try to make sure that they get their time away, you know, with sports and music lessons and things like that. But we spend a lot of time together. And I think spending all that time together has built a really strong bond. And one of my sayings, I like always say to my kids that they're not being nice. I'm always like, be friendly. Like I always say that. I'm always just like, be friendly, be friendly, you know? (laughs) So I don't know why I just always say that to them, but just reminding them to be nice to each other because they'll just be annoyed with each other for dumb little things. And I just have to remind them, just get along. It's not that big of a deal. And I really like that, that piece about be friendly, be kind. It seems like you really, really lead with kindness. And I also love that I somehow brought up creativity, which is not written down as one of the familiar's values, but it's definitely a part of the energy. And here it is such a part of your family as well, where you're loving together, you're creating together, you're working together, you're learning together, and all of those elements, and you're being kind together. And such a beautiful way of being in in a family. Again, it's not like you say, and I think it's really important to highlight that it's not a perfect family, but no family is. You just continue going along with kindness. Did I get that right? Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. (laughs) (laughs) And a perfect way to end. So we we know that we covered a lot of really important bases and such an uplifting, positive, genuine podcast. And I really appreciate the interview with you. Christine, where can our listeners find you? We are on YouTube. Everybody has their own channel, but obviously we have the main channel, Family Fun Pack YouTube channel. We have Family Fun Pack on Instagram, which is myself. And then each of the kids have their own personal Instagrams and my husband as well. And we are on TikTok, myself, my husband, and Alyssa are all on there. So I'm Christine Pack on TikTok. We make great videos on there, by the way. We'll be, we post those elsewhere, but we also, we get a lot of views on TikTok with singing because the kids can sing so well in harmony. So we love to do that. And then, oh my you know, goodness. We're on now, now you make me want to go on TikTok and listen to you sing. Okay, <laughs> fabulous. 
Well, yeah, it's, I post those same videos on Instagram too, usually, but TikTok seems to be where people really, really love them. But yeah, we're on, we're on all the social media. I'm on Facebook as well. Family Fun Pack pretty much everywhere. Okay. Well, thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me, with us today. And as we conclude, I'd like to thank Familias Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familias content, please be sure to visit us at familias.com where you will find our Habit Habit blog as well as this spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Maria Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, shine, shine as only you can do.